0: Kia ora, koto everyone. Welcome to Queen Sound Life Podcast. It is Friday. I think it's Friday. I think it's still 2020. Um, Who knows? Um, I'm with the lovely Sarah. Now, we either say Teensma or Teensma because it is Dutch. Welcome.
1: Hello. 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 Hello.
0: How am I? is your Is your sound all right? Can you hear me?
1: I can hear you. I can hear you perfectly.
0: That's all good. So, Sarah, you are the founder of Lamington Socks New Zealand and mum to a 17-year-old and a 14-year-old. Um, well done.
1: <laughs> For making it, to having a 17-year-old.
0: <laughs> I know, which we'll talk about in a minute. I just read, just before we came on here, a really lovely post about the fact that you know everybody's going oh my god 2020 what a freaking nightmare but actually this could be the year that changes lots of us in a really really positive way um you know it's actually kicking lots of our asses into reflection and thinking about how we live and the world and the earth and all that stuff so it's kind of I'm kind of like Do you know what it is a shit show the world is burning but actually some of us are starting to really shift and change
1: Absolutely.
0: Into that. So how are you as an aside from that? And I always say, how are you? And then I say, how are you?
1: <laughs> I'm very well. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. It has. Been, it's definitely been an interesting time. But I think um, you have to be grateful, really. You know, like I've been luckier than a lot of people personally and in a business. From a business perspective, we're doing OK. But it is, it's, it's trying times for everybody at the moment. And certainly times to reflect. I I agree with that.
0: Yeah. So during lockdown, who was in your bubble? Was it the four of you? Yeah, there
1: was four in our bubble. There was me and my husband. And that was a big that was a big sigh. (laughs) uh, No, it was good. It was really good. I have to say, when we had to go into lockdown, I think I did take a deep breath and think, "How's this going to go?" You know, two teenagers, and you know, think there's a reasonable age difference between them, but it was actually really good. It was great. It was great to just stop and be with the family. And um, yeah, we, we I, for the most part, Jane, we enjoy it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause I talked to, this was God a couple, actually over a month ago. Now I talked to the amazing Alex Fulton, who is a interior designer and a, like, the most colourful woman you've ever met but she she's got two teenage girls and I was like how was it and she said there's been lots of deep breathing for all of us um yeah. but I got I got really used to one explaining things to them in certain ways but also understanding that their needs around being connected to their friends was really important like that you know it's like slicing off someone's arm when you take away some you know young person's phone it was like you need you need to be able to communicate with your young people and your friends so I I actually really go on no 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 I was gonna say I really felt like I had a toddler and I kind of went oh my god toddler but actually she didn't give a shit she was like this is awesome whereas lots of people with teenagers were like the anxiety and the what is going on with the world so did you did you have those how did you have those conversations with them
1: I mean, I talk to my girls a lot. I would say that we have really open communication anyway um, at the worst and best of times. Like, that is something I've worked really, really hard on is to have great chats with my girls. And so they were actually fine. They they exceeded our expectations. They took it in their stride. I wondered particularly how it would be for my 17-year-old yeah. because, you know, she's got a she's got a boyfriend. She's in her last year of high school, and we wondered how they would be. Um, and they were just outstanding really about the whole thing her best friend and her boyfriend and they were fantastic they talked about it really maturely and how they were going to handle it and yeah they were great and my my 13 year old she's she's more social like she, she quite likes to say she's more social but she's quite social she quite likes having people around a lot but she was fantastic as well yeah. so they just knew it. it's the way that it had to be it was the same for everyone and when we had some conversations about how you know, how everybody really couldn't see the boyfriend or couldn't see friends. Um, it was a really good opportunity to let them know that, you know, we're all in the same boat and we all have to do this together. And I think it was a really good lesson for them. Yeah. To, know to do it. Because teenagers, particularly at times, struggle with that, you know. Why can't I do what I want to do and why can't I do it now? And yeah, yeah they are fantastic, I have to say. It wasn't
0: they great. are, they it are bloody amazing though, eh? I know. Yeah. And they are, like, we don't give them enough credit for the fact that, Jesus, like, they, they really rise to occasions, they really do. Um, and it's, you know, it's different for every age and stage. But um, actually being able to have those really deep and hard conversations with young people is really important. It's like, as parents, we go, oh, God, I can't believe It's like, just have it and see what happens and see how it goes and see, like, you're muddling through as well as they are. So that's really good for them to see that, you know.
1: I say to the girls, "Sometimes I don't know. I don't have the answer. I don't know what the answer is. Yeah. And I don't know either. I'm I'm learning as I go. I've never been through this either. Sometimes I say, particularly to my older school type, "You know, I've never I've never had a 15 year old before. I've never had a 16 year old before. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just doing the best I can. There's
0: but, no know, guidebook.
1: Just... There's no book. Again, a cliche, but it's so true. You just yeah. don't know what the answers are. But um, hard conversations are probably." something that i'm okay with you know i think it's when well, i just take a deep breath and and dive on in and i think that's worked well it's worked well so far i mean maybe you can talk to me again in five years and we'll see how we're doing <laughs> but so far it works well you know i don't steer away from difficult
0: conversations yeah with them. yeah so, so that, that's,
1: that's good.
0: in terms of your work then how what what happened there did it did it stop? Did you, how did you juggle the being in the household and then work? What, what happened there?
1: How did I manage working? Yeah,
0: work? so what, what happened to your business? What, t- talk to me about that.
1: Okay, so when we found out we had to go into lockdown, or we knew that it was imminent, you know, in the office we just took the steps that we had to do to start shutting it all down, communicating with our customers, letting them know how we were going to handle it. So we did all, all of those kind of administrative things that you do. It was quite kind of funny because we've got a um, an office and a warehouse in Albany in Auckland, and that's where we all work from. And so on the like you know a couple of couple of days, Ashley works for us, we didn't see her because she stopped working, and then Abby, who you know, stopped working, and then it was just Chanel and I on the last day. And so we just had to slowly you know like um, shut it all down, put messages on the computer, on the internet. We you know this is what we're doing for level four, and. So that's kind of the process that we went through. And it was quite difficult. There was lots of conversations about whether we were essential or non essential. And there were some okay. brands thinking, we didn't know, to be honest. I think it was the big unknown. But at that point, we were just we're going into lockdown. It was, it was a strange experience, though, like turning everything off and the courier turning up for the last time. It was, it was It was really a really strange situation to be in. But, you know, it will be a memory that I will kind of hold dear
0: yeah and not knowing so not knowing when you might see those it's like you get those people who come who come to your business every day and they don't work with you but they work with you and then all of a sudden you're like oh i might not see them for a long time and how are they doing and what are they doing and
1: we had like the fedex driver was coming in our fedex courier driver and we're having a bit of chat with him about how his family were and how it was going to be and then we had our courier post driver came in and we were you know, saying goodbye to him, and then we were making sure we had nothing in the fridge. All those things you don't think about, but, yeah. you know, we had to make sure there was no rubbish left in the building, there was no food in the fridge. It was kind of strange, you know, it was really unusual. And then, um, yeah, cut came home, and, and that was it. We locked the door and drove home, and it was a really unusual feeling. Yeah, it was strange. But, yeah. you know, we, we just did what we had to do. And we felt like, you know, you know what it was like as well. We were all in it together. There was that kind of feeling of we're all in this together.
0: And did you, so that time, so kind of like, because it was kind of eight weeks, hey, like, I suppose, like the whole, like what we're doing and the shifting in different levels. um, Did you have a chance to sit and think about whether or not you wanted to change the way you did business or change the model or change anything? Or did you think, you know what, we've got this right and actually we're just going to sit, wait, and we're going to carry on?
1: Yeah, I mean, we definitely had those conversations all the way through, and we had the logistical changes in the office. So slowly, we usually meet we meet around like a, big, a table when we have our meetings. So we started meeting from our, our desks instead because we managed to have. this about two, we've got quite a large office for the three of us. Recently, we just had it renovated. It was tiny before, yeah. so fortunately, we could do that. So we we were, you know, what our biggest concern really was our stockists, our wholesale relationships. We were really worried for our stores um, and. How we were going to manage that, how we were going to manage if we were able to sell and our stockers couldn't, because you know that's that's kind of a responsibility that you hold as a business owner. You want it to be you want it to be there for everybody, and that was kind of difficult. We struggled with how we were going to manage that, um, and how we were going to manage New Zealand that's supporting our stockers but also looking after the business, looking at you know, looking after our overseas and international stockers, how that was going to look, yeah. So, um fortunately for us some of the decisions that we've already made as a business probably helped ha- us improve stead for what's happened and that's just luck that that's
0: just the luck of the draw yeah because where are your are your socks made here
1: they're made in New Zealand yeah everything is made in New Zealand
0: which is so incredible and it's such an incredible yeah, yeah and, and I've had lots of conversations with businesses about you know those really hard conversations about um you know, borders being short and Australia coming in and Australia not coming in. And, da, da, da. and I'm like, why, why can't we work some of that stuff out here? You know, we could be self-sustainable if we wanted to be. We, we could do all this amazing stuff and stop relying on all this other, you know, all these other things outside of our control and actually really think about what it is we want to provide for people. So I love that story of yours. I absolutely love it. Um, I remember the first time my mum bought me. We were at. Um, where were we? We were over. at, I think it was like we got the boat. Oh, we got the boat over to Walter Peak, and they were in. They're in the shop, and my mum bought some for my child, and I put them on, and they didn't fall down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they really don't fall down. And I, I was like.
0: Hallelujah! Because you know, I love, I love the whole seeing kids with one sock, and you're like, "Where that other sock is?" Either down the back of the couch, down the back of the car. It's been left in a playground. There's like random socks just floating around the world, all over the place. Um, I love that story of the fact that it's here, it's made here. It, it's such a beautiful thing. So, for, oh. what's the future for you? What, what do you? Do you, have, you sat, have you sat as a team, um, you know, the first time you could all come together again? Yeah. Have, you, have you done that? Have you sat down and gone, right, guys?
1: <laughs> yeah, we have. You know, we, we, when we were all back together, it was fabulous because we're pretty close as a team. Um, I've got ama- amazing girls that work for me, as you know, you've, yeah. you know, you've been in contact with with Abby, who's fabulous, and Chanel's amazing, but they, and Ash, they're, they're all fantastic. So we were, first of all, so excited to be all back together. It was a staggered start, like it was a staggered you know, end, so Ash came in first with me. She does the, I did the picking and packing initially, because we were, we were able to open up in level four. We were able to open up, I think it was after week two, they, they lifted the restrictions on essential items and warm clothing. Um, We waited another week, around another week. We just wanted to, you know, feel our way. Um, And so I went back in, then Ash came back in, and then Chanel came in, and then lastly, Abs came back in. Um, And then we did. So it was high excitement to all be back together again. And then we we sat down and talked about, you know, what we were going to do moving forward. Because fortunately for us, Jane, we were very, very busy, um, which is bittersweet, because you're grateful, obviously, you're so grateful that your business is busy. But there is that element of, um, I, I can't think of a better word, but I felt a little bit guilty. I felt a little bit guilty that we were busy and there are other people struggling. I I struggled with that a little bit, to, it, to be put, honest.
0: Yeah, like guilt is, oh my God, it, the one emotion that's like, It's so encompassing and overwhelming about everything. This whole situation, it's just been a guilt. Everyone's just been going through this guilt of, you know, I want to work. Oh, I can work. Oh, I can't work. Oh, I've got my kids. Oh, I don't want my kids in my house. Oh, I do. Oh, I feel awful. Do you know? And just that cycle of going round and round and round and being really, feeling really lucky about, well, actually I can provide, you know, I can, I am busy, um, And the reasons around that, people trust you, people are invested in you, you've created something that's got value, all that stuff, but then alongside that you see the heartbreak of people losing businesses. So it is is bittersweet, it is really, really difficult.
1: It was, and it was something we had to really question how we were going to handle the whole situation with Integrity, because there were as I'm sure you saw there were brands that opened up or stayed open or didn't stay open and and they took a lot of criticism and we they were making the best decisions at the time as well. And I mean no one goes out intentionally to antagonize others. But we had to you know we were really, really aware of how we could do this in a really respectful way as well, coming back into the office. So that was quite important. And then I had that like I said, that feeling of guilt and it was great because when I talked to the others, you know, after having conversations, you come round as well to the, the realization that um, businesses needed to be busy to then help other businesses. And then when we looked at the whole picture, and my husband, and also some of the, the, the girls at work as well, pointed out that you know our manufacturers, because we were busy, they were busy, and they you know it was providing jobs, providing jobs for more than just us. So it's it's my team, it's the team that make our socks, it's all our stockers, it's everybody, it helps everybody. Yeah, but uh, so we. We had that conversation initially, and then what are we going to do, and how's it how's it going to work with our wholesale? And then, um, yeah, the one conversation we had to have as well is we were really busy, which which provided its own challenges because we're busier than usual for this time of year. And then you realise that then you have more you have more customer service than we were, you know we had stock that ran out of. Um, is this going to last? Is this not going to last? Is this temporary? Yeah. And so we're still kind of facing that now. So trying to work out how this is going to look moving forward because none of us know. And yeah, you're hearing lots of businesses are saying they're so busy, it's kind of unprecedented. Uh, is, is, is this a capsule is this a time capsule that we're in at the moment
0: we, well, yeah. and is it like a honeymoon period of you know everyone's like I spoke to my hairdresser last week and she's like we're we're the busiest we've ever been since we've been open but we know that this will this will slow down so I'm gonna take it for what it is right now I'm gonna work every day I'm gonna work all day I'm gonna get people in and make them happy and then I'm gonna work out what I do <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm just taking it as what it is now, and I'm not expecting anything, and I'm just gonna work out what I do next.
1: And yeah. that's, that's kind of where where we're at. And fortunately, um, our lovely stockers seem to be really busy as well, and so that has made us happy because yeah, it, it would have been very difficult to have seen them struggle. You know, you develop relationships with them over the years, and so far, you know, everyone seems to be to be coping well and that's been quite happening, yeah. But I think there's going, to be, there's going to be a real shift. I think people genuinely will, will start shopping local for various reasons. Trusting in brands, wanting to support the economy. There's all sorts of reasons that make us want to shop local. So yeah. it's, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens over the next 24 months.
0: Yeah, no, no, totally. And I know for myself who started to really think about where my clothes were made and who made my clothes kind of last year, that whole being able to have that conversation with somebody about this actual garment that I'm going to wear in real life is such an amazing, you're like, you are completely invested one in that brand, but also in that thing that sits in your wardrobe. Cause you're like, I know who made this and I'm putting it on my body and actually somebody sat and thought about where it, you know, all that stuff. So it just, yep. just shifts that little thing in your mind about all this stuff that we have. Um, it's
1: definitely, it's becoming more important to people. I think that's yeah. something over, you know, the last fifteen years that I've seen with my business. You know, it, it is becoming more important to yeah. people where things are made, and and it's always been important to us to be New Zealand made. It's always been key. And fortunately, you know, we have we have been able to. It's not that easy for everybody. You know, there's lots of things that unfortunately cannot be made in New Zealand. It's just it's just difficult. You know, there's there's items that you just can't get. We We've struggled um, with certain things that we have to, to be done in New Zealand. It's yeah. challenging at times. Yeah, exactly. We well, have to weigh up um, the cost of items. Yeah, in part of
0: this. yeah absolutely. Um, now, here's a question for you. If I actually get excited about getting socks for Christmas or our birthday, does that mean that I'm now old? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I was so I'm 41, and about three years ago, I said to my husband, Oh my god, I get really excited by good quality socks! and he's like, You've done it. I,
1: I don't know, I wonder whether it's because of my business that I've become so interested in socks. But there's so many people that love socks. I just you know I, just, I went for a walk this morning with a friend of mine, and we were talking about birds. and I said to her, Oh my gosh. I was so excited the other day. There were these—I think they were rainbow lorikeets. I don't claim to to know my wildlife that well, but I think that, that they were. I was so excited that my daughter's boyfriend grabbed his phone. I said, "Get a photo! Get a photo!" And there were these two beautiful birds in the tree. And um, I thought, is that a sign of getting
0: old? That I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And and if I put bad socks on, I'm like, no. Uh, life's too short, people. Life's too short. <laughs> you gotta
1: have good, good sorts. So true. Good um, sauce.
0: Um, okay, so are you ready for your quickfire round? Oh, what's the
1: quickfire
0: round? Oh, everyone has the quick fire. Yeah, oh, quick fire. Quick fire. Um, yeah. salty or sweet? Salty. Spring or autumn? Spring. Favourite New Zealand biscuit.
1: Oh I love Biscuits.
0: Um, Hokey pokey squiggle tops. Oh, no, good choice. Good choice. Um, one album that you'd have to listen to for the rest of your life.
1: Oh, ah, uh, Meat Love, Better Help.
0: Hell. Not had that one yet. Well done. What I, do, I do love a bit
1: of Paradise by the Dashboard. I love it.
0: Um, Were you uh, the type of girl who did your homework at the start of the school holidays or at the end? At the end. There's so many of you lot. Honestly, you're all weirdo. <laughs> In the morning, before school starts. <laughs> oh my God, that's my husband. He'd be like, two o'clock the morning before, or I wouldn't even do it. I'm like, oh God. Oh, it's the pressure. I know, I can't cope with it. Uh, one person that you would have invited into your bubble, uh, famous, dead or alive? Oh. Elton John. I don't
1: know. I don't know where
0: that came from. I <laughs> It'd be a bit of the old tinkering on the ivory, so though. Be... I think that came
1: up because I haven't quite got over the fact that the concert finished early and I never got to see
0: the end. Oh, there you go. I'm
1: still carrying, I'm
0: still carrying that wound with me. I love it, um, Sarah. Thank you so much for giving up some of your time. Because um, I, you. I know, you're like, really? You want to talk told me why. Well, ah! honestly. <laughs> 99.9% of women who've been on this have gone, why do you want to talk to me? i <laughs> like, because you're interested. That's what
1: I said, what I said to Ebby. Really? Really? <laughs> what? It. You're it. I've signed you
0: up. So you did it, and it wasn't that hard. Um, so that well done.
1: Now,
0: tell me what you're going to go and do right now. Right now? Yeah.
1: It's not exciting. I'm off to
0: and say Oh, well, there you go. It's better than me. I'm putting the washer on, so... <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, what
0: are you going to do? Um, go and have a lovely weekend and we will chat very soon.
1: Oh thank you so much you are welcome. Bye. Bye. have a lovely weekend bye bye